Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. My name is Hannah. It is always such a pleasure to be joining you on Wednesdays and on Fridays. So we're continuing our conversation about mindfulness and Today's episode is about keeping your mind on God or setting your mind on things above. I'm sure you're aware that that's tough, but tough doesn't mean it's impossible. So if you're struggling to keep your mind on state on the Lord, please know you're not alone. Even Jesus' disciples, who were with him all day, struggled with this. We're going to use their stories and Jesus' replies to learn why you and I are supposed to keep our hearts and minds stayed on those things above. But before we get to the disciples, we're going to explore Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4, to learn what we can about this mindful Christian behavior of keeping your heart and mind on God. After all, there are a lot of other things to think about and fill your heart and your mind with, right? If you would like a PDF with the Bible study questions that I'm going to be asking you in today's podcast episode, there is a link in the show notes so that you can download those and go back over those questions along with the scriptures that are included with the questions. So, what is setting your heart and mind? Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 reads, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So, Answering the what behind setting your heart and mind on things above, I say it's kind of easy because it says it right there in this passage. It involves setting your heart on God's priorities and striving each day to put them into practice. It's the putting into practice that gets kind of complicated. Setting your mind is concentrating or being mindful of the eternal and not the fleeting things of the world. It's describing purposeful anticipation of heaven and seeing things as God does. Not just a longing for kind of hope, but mindful attention that affects all you say and do. Knowing what it means isn't enough, though. Setting our heart and your mind on things above requires being mindful of God, meditating on His Word, and filling every part of your life with Him. The question is, why in the world should we take the time to do these things? The answer to that why question is also important. Have you ever smelled cookies as they're baking? Do you remember how that smell caused you to begin craving a warm cookie? And that craving resulted in you grabbing one as soon as your mom pulled the tray from the oven? 
when I think about that, I imagine my mother, the times that she would bake cookies. Usually there was a cookie jar always sitting to the left of our kitchen sink that was full of my dad's favorite chocolate chip cookies. But your mind, or at least mine, when mom would pull a batch of my favorite cookies out of the oven, which were peanut butter, I don't like chocolate, your mind couldn't think of anything except that warm cookie. The things above, those things should be the warm cookies that fill your mind. We're to affectionately crave and desire only the things above. That's why it's critical for you to meditate on God's word and to pray without ceasing. You won't know what to affectionately crave and desire if you're not filling your heart and mind with the warm cookie called God's word. Granted, God's word is way, way more complex and desirous than a cookie, but I hope you get the idea. You set your heart and mind on things above because it's the goal of your hope. It's the much-anticipated finish line that you will one day cross, and it's also your antidote to all temptation. That means that every single temptation, the ones that seem little and the ones that seem off the charts huge, don't give birth to sin when you've fixed your heart and mind on things above. Fixing your heart and mind ensures that you flee temptation and that you handle life the way God asks you to. So now, let's take a look at how the disciples handled things. The first one in Matthew 8, verses 23 to 27. This passage is one of the many times that Jesus' disciples struggled keeping their eyes on him. Up until this point in the passage, they'd seen Jesus do all kinds of miracles, so they knew what he was capable of, and they'd also heard him teach about prayer and worry. Yet, in this passage, you find them in a boat with Jesus, and panicking. Their hearts and minds were fixed on one thing only, the furious storm that was raging around them. Jesus was right there next to him, them, sound asleep in the boat. Did they keep their eyes fixed on Jesus? Nope. Did they remember what Jesus had said earlier about worry? Not a chance. Did they remember to pray? Nope, didn't even cross their mind. They only saw the storm and feared that they were going to drown. <laughs> what did Jesus do? He replied to them, Oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. That's Matthew eight twenty six. When you set your heart and mind on the Lord, the storms of life are stilled. So what storms are you currently in? Do you believe that God can and will calm the storm you're in? What needs to change so that you're setting your mind on things above and not on the storm? The next time we see the disciples failing to keep their mind set on things above is in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33. And once again, the disciples are in a boat. But this time, Jesus wasn't with them. 
After a long day of teaching and feeding 5,000 people, Jesus needed some time to refuel, and he went and refueled by spending time in prayer. After he got the refueling he needed, Jesus decided to rejoin his disciples. The problem was they were on the boat in the middle of the lake. From a human vantage point, that's kind of a problem. But from God's viewpoint, that is not a problem at all. Jesus had just spent time focusing his mind and heart on things above. He knew he was the Son of God, and he knew that he had command over the wind and the waves. So what did he do? He just walked to the boat. No big deal, right? (laughs) Well, it terrified the disciples, the same ones who knew they weren't supposed to be afraid. It's amazing how darkness causes us to fear even the things most familiar to us. But there's more than just fear in in this story. There's faith, Peter's faith. Because when he kept his eyes on Jesus, he wasn't afraid and he was able to walk on water. But as soon as he looked at the whipping wind, he began to sink and cried, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? That's Matthew 14, 30b to 31. You realize that the impossible becomes possible, and fear has no place when you keep your mind on Jesus. So what fear or fears or impossible things are commanding your attention right now? What do you believe will happen if you focus on Jesus and not on those things? Remember, God's got it. Keep your heart and mind focused on Him and watch what He enables you to do. The third time in Matthew 17, verses 14 to 22, this is a story that's kind of only partially known. This story is usually known about Jesus' line about mustard seeds. So earlier... Before we get to this passage, this section of Matthew, Jesus had sent the disciples out telling them that they had authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. We see that in Matthew uh, 10.1. You fast forward to Matthew 17, and we find the disciples wondering why Jesus was able to rebuke a demon and heal a boy, and they weren't. And Jesus replied to them, Because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17, 20 to 21. What Jesus was telling them and what he's telling you and I is that you have to keep your eyes on God. Your faith isn't what heals or fixes anything. It's the power of God that moves mountains, mountains of sickness and disease, mountains of marital problems, problems with work mountains, rebellious kid mountains, lust and sexual sin mountains, mountains called stress, anxiety, and worry. You get the idea. Anything that tempts you, anything that's a sin in your life, anything that's a burden, worry, stress, or problem— Everything is overcomable by the power of God. 
Your faith, no matter how small, can move mountains when your mind and heart are fixed on God and His power. So what mountains are you currently facing? What do you want God to do? Do you trust that no matter what God does, it'll be good for you? If He says, nope, I'm not moving the mountain, but I'll climb it with you, do you trust Him to do just that? And will you joyfully climb that mountain with him? So, setting your heart on mind on things above, it's important. When you choose to set your mind on God all day, it'll calm storms, make the impossible possible, and move mountains. But knowing these things isn't enough. Setting your mind on God requires effort and determination. Satan doesn't want you focused on God because he knows that when you are, he's lost all hope of derailing you. If you didn't read or listen to our last podcast on meditating God on God and praying without ceasing, go back and listen to them. The links are going to be in the show notes. Then I'm challenging you to make a plan for how you're going to be mindful about keeping your mind stayed on God. When each day will you spend time meditating on God's Word? Which of the pray without ceasing how-tos will you put into action? What will you do as soon as temptation, sin, or anything that doesn't line up with God's Word shows its ugly little face? Having a proactive plan is key to ensuring your mind remains fixed on God, no matter the curveball life throws. Heavenly Father, I ask you to show your strength to each of these women listening, that they would be hyper aware of your power working in and through them as they keep their mind and heart focused on you. May life-changing testimonies boil over in each woman's life, Lord God. Give them amazing stones of remembrance as they set their heart and mind on things above. Oh. In your name, Lord God, and always for your glory. Amen. Remember, having a proactive plan, ladies, is key to ensuring that your mind remains fixed on God, no matter the curveball life throws. Until next time, consider what it says in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Until next time, God bless.